Hey Transformers fans, Craig here with just another quick word and introduction before we get into part two of Dinobot Island with myself, Justin, and special guest Kevin Goatee. Uh, this was recorded in the end of April, as was, you know, part one that you hopefully listened to last week, right before this. And uh, yes, I was still kind of in the throes of recovering from COVID and also dealing with the Wi-Fi issues here at the hotel where I'm still quarantining. And... Uh, I kind of run out of gas a <laughs> little at the end. We recorded both episodes in the same afternoon, and I sort of run out of gas a little bit. Uh, there are also some audio issues, and at one point, Justin uh, loses audio and uh, connection entirely. And uh, I think I think I lost power in the hotel, and Justin uh, lost power on his laptop towards the end, and it, get, it got a little weird. Overall, I think it's still pretty good, still entertaining, you'll enjoy it, it's a crazy episode, we get into a lot of different stuff, so, uh, just want to give you that heads up at the top for, uh, for some more weirdness, I think, I think I Creme Zeke might have been involved, sabotaging the whole operation, but, uh, you'll see, give it a listen and enjoy. Here we go, let's roll out. <laughs> Welcome, Transformers fans, to an all-new episode of Optimus Prime Time, more than meets your ears. My name is Craig Mahoney. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Justin Murray. Justin, how the heck are you? Oh, delightful. How's everybody doing out there? Good, good. Is there a little delay? We are still here. Uh, I'm still here in my quarantine hotel uh, with the shitty Wi-Fi. I'm trying to get that. (laughs) worked out so if there's a bit of delay obviously listen if you've been listening this whole time then you're used to it and you know the deal and uh yeah <laughs> you know, we apologize and we'll, we'll make it up to you somehow i don't know somehow some way if there's ever another bot con and we get to see you in person you know i'll give you a nice i'll give you a nice warm hug to make up for it <laughs> and of course uh just as last week joining justin and i is uh our friend Kevin Guti, who is the co-host of uh, Gutting the Sacred Cow uh, with Kevin Israel. It's a great podcast where they where comedy meets film debate and comics watching comics on Amazon Video. Kevin, welcome back. How the heck are you? Good, fellas. Good. By the way, it's Goatee. I don't know. I don't call it the first time. but Goatee. It's, like the, that's all right. it's like the beard that I won't grow. Yeah, thanks for having me again, guys. It was such a fun <laughs> last week. Talking uh, about the Dinobot Island, but yeah, it's who knows. Maybe, maybe one of these days, someone's gonna want to come on Gutting the Sacred Cow and just take a big steaming dump on the Transformers sequel films. Oh man, that'd be so easy. <laughs> you can do and, that. Uh, it's, it's actually, all, in fact, I almost made out loud. It might be too easy. Craig, I missed that. Sacred cows. I mean, I think they've been nothing. Are they really sacred cows? I think no, they've been no, nothing no, but shit not. on. No, no. <laughs> Although. By your criteria, they'd work, right? Because they did bank like yeah. fucking crazy money when they, they came out. They did. They did. The only they, film I told somebody no to was someone said, "Let's do Super Batman versus Superman." I said, "No, that's an uncontested dunk right there." Not it is. Easy. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah there's because no one like. I guess it's like the Transformers movies are the same way. They made money, but nobody respects them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I would allow the first one. I think. I think the first one. I'd say all right, but the sequels, nah, man. That's that's. I think uh, the first one. I think the first one lost its respect because of its sequels. It's not fair, but I think no. That's why no one. I agree with you. I think the first one's actually pretty good. But yeah. you and me are in the, are in the minority because the next four are so shitty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, they're awful. No, I, I had issues with the first one while I was watching the first one, but I did enjoy. It. Like I actually bought the uh, the DVD or Blu-ray or whatever of it. So like yeah. I definitely enjoyed that more than the others. But I wonder if the '86 movie, the the animated movie, would would qualify. Because I think that's, but I think that's something that's so easy 
like, I, like sort of like we do here on the show, we could pick it apart, but we love it. You know, we're still, you know, yeah. we love it despite its flaws. It did not perform well at the box office, but it is widely beloved. So that's one of the criteria. Mm-hmm. So it could definitely get a shot. And uh, good luck to the asshole who wants to try and skewer that masterpiece. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on that show, dude. I'll fight that movie. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be met with they'll be met the same the same viciousness that we had people come on and, and try and take down Star Wars, Pulp Fiction, and Whoa. Batman Begins. I said good unusual suspects as as you're oh. here just now. It just dropped. Good luck, assholes. Good oh, yeah. luck. Like you know, Batman Begins. Taken. Did you do Batman Begins? Should be terrible. Like if you Have describe you done, it, uh... like. <laughs> It's like a Batman versus Race style duel, but oh I boy, just, they'll fucking. <laughs> hey, I liked Race style, but uh, and I actually just bought that the Dark Knight trilogy for for a mere twenty dollars on Google Play. They were running a special, Ooh. and I've been sucking in a hotel room all week, so for for a month and a half, I should should say. So yeah, I doubled that one right up. Have you done Rocky Horror Picture Show? On, uh, I've never your, seen uh, that film. I don't there. plan on it unless someone for it. I've never, I've never seen it, but. But either way, let's do the time warp again as we move into Dinobot Island Part 2. Uh, do you like the way I set that one up? Segway. Segway. Uh, <laughs> set himself up, set up that T, winded back, so, got a nice crack at it. Yeah, yeah he, he threw it off the glass and dunked it himself. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, so uh, when we last left our heroes in Dinobot Island Part 1, uh, the Autobots had... Sort of a told they they found this island this dinosaur island in the in the middle of a time warp in the middle of the ocean where these prehistoric animals and plants and volcanoes all still lived and Optimus Dinobots there to get their shit together uh, before they could come back and stop wrecking the joint. Meanwhile, the Decepticons found out all about this and realized again that there's all sorts of vast energy sources and they were just going to go and somehow turn like wind into energon cubes or whatever <laughs> they do and uh, somehow destroying the equilibrium of this uh, this pristine diamond in the rough this unicorn of an island in the middle of uh, whatever ocean it's in uh, started opening up time warps all over uh, as we see one opening in the middle of a city street as Spike and Bubble are leaving the library, and it's uh, barbarians riding giant mammoths. And that's yes. pretty much uh, where we left off and where we... And, oh, no, by, uh, no, the Dinobots were uh, pushed into a uh, into a tar pit by real dinosaurs that Megatron had sort of herded and stampeded towards them. So the Dinobots right now, are they, are they dead? Are they alive? We don't know. And meanwhile, what's going on with this fucking uh, woolly mammoth you know, romping down Main Street and these, uh, you know, pillaging hordes of barbarians. And can the Autobots stop it? Will things get better or worse? So uh, that's where we we come in. And this is a very, very plot light episode. It's basically oh, yeah. we we have these time warps. We get we get three groups of basically pulled from central casting, 1950s B movie book type, you know, uh, sort of uh, arch type types of you get you know the barbarians you get the pirates and you get the cowboys and then basically a lot of autobots get their chance to make their first appearance and to say who they are and what their powers are and defeat these and um and then the dinobots defeat the the decepticons and that's it that's really all that happens right am i missing anything nope pretty much 
There's a lot of picking up woolly mammoths <laughs> and throwing them around, which I was like, pretty, pretty not cool in everyone's uh, you know part, but especially for Peta. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird one. It does open up with Megatron talking shit, which I just love. Because he's talking about how he just crushed all the fucking Dinobots. And then you see environmental Starscream being like, well, this could be bad. And he's like, you and your scientific goblet are going to get the fuck out of here. That's pretty much what he says. Yeah. Like, yeah. Good job, Megatron. Get shit done. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to listen to your scientific gobbledygook. Reminds me of a lot of shit we're hearing right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <In this pandemic. laughs> hey, Starscream, listen, the Earth is flat, all right? Starscream, the Earth is flat. Megatron, the 5G ways are making this time warp happen. <laughs> yeah. The coronavirus is not from a from a lab, but from a monkey. But yeah, like you said, it's a 5G. Uh, the 5G uh, network is, is causing people to not be able to breathe. Yeah, Soundwave is broadcasting coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Soundwave. <laughs> I'm glad you brought him up. Soundwave. He's like that politician's wife who's like he's she's cheated on like 47 times. He's cheated on her 47 fucking times, but still stands by her man loyally. Even though Megatron's yeah. fucked up so many times, she still he always stands by him no matter what, and always he's a shoe Starscream. Yeah. Yep. Starscream. Starscream is like that fucking wife who keeps like cheating on it and. And you know he keeps he keeps catching her cheating and stealing and you know fucking with the bank account and going back to her old boy and and uh you know and he keeps letting her back in anyway you just can't say no like Megat- Megatron is Megatron and Starscream are like De Niro and Sharon Stone in Casino pretty much the <laughs> yeah. relationship dude that's a, that's a good way to put it I was gonna say like Anna Nicole Smith who married that rich guy just waited for him to die that's like that's <laughs> just like yeah no it's all gonna be mine this fucking idiot would just fucking die holy shit. We'll put this in comic yeah. terms. Starscream is like that comic who's always trying to convince like the the booker of a room to get rid of their current show for his show to kind of knock him out of the way. Yeah, it's true. Oh man, I just wanted to reference so many specific comics to be like, but I can't. You know, I don't want to. I was like <laughs> later on. Oh What's man, the yeah. Matter? Actually, Comedy's dead now. Who cares? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's like who 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 are the comic equivalents of these Starscream and Megatron? You know what I mean? Like. If Jay Okerson is the Megatron, like, just do your math. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you can do it all day long. Comic uh, yeah, going and doing. Uh, is my mic still fucked up? You get me here? Are you listen? No, you got, you. got you. Okay. okay. All, right, all right, cool. All right. So, uh, so let's go through this. What little plot there is here. So while mm-hmm. uh, the Autobots are back at base and they're still repairing the control room. Still repairing the control room from when the Dinobots fucked it up. And that's where, uh, you know, um, Sparkplug is there. And he says, you know, I think I'm finally starting to learn a little bit about how to fix these things, like Teletran 1 with Ratchet. And then uh, we all of a sudden get some introductions from uh, Perceptor. It's like, hey, if you need a little help doing some science shit, I'm here to help you out. And then, uh, holy shit, I can't remember who the fuck the other Autobot is who introduces himself. Beachcomber no, with um, Perceptor. He's a, yeah, it's Beachcomber. Yeah. Is it Beachcomber? I yep. thought it was, but yep. I'm like, he, he, it makes no sense to have him there. No, <laughs> he, he doesn't. No he doesn't like, yeah. I think that's, isn't that the part where he says something like, it'd be a shame to like trash this island before we got to study it, brah, or some shit like that? Like, yeah. Just, yeah, 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 he does. He basically comes right out and sounds like a groovy pacifist, like, which is his yeah. whole thing, and I he love like, his own, I love He gets nature. his own episode before too yeah. long, which I really like. It's a weird one. It's a very weird one, but, like, yeah, it's a... Uh, the Golden Lagoon? 
I think is so. Yeah, yeah. Golden what, is, what, what is he? Yeah. Drop acid with sea spray and warpath. I hope so. That'd be great. Pretty much. That's how, <laughs> that's how sea spray talks like that. Like ever since he did acid, he always thinks he's drowning. Sea <laughs> <laughs> spray in the uh, isn't there. Isn't there one where sea spray becomes coming up, where sea spray becomes like human or becomes like Herman or something? Oh yeah, he becomes yeah. a giant uh, alien guy to fuck this alien lady. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A weird one. They get their own very weird episodes. You get the girl who loved Power Glide, where like the like Paris uh, Hilton falls in love with Power Power Glide, and then there's the uh, <laughs> and then there's um, and then Warpath. It ends up going back with the Starscream and some of the others to uh, to, to Camelot through a oh, yeah, time, yeah, other I time. Remember one. that like, one? They yeah, go, they was... go, fucking batshit crazy this season. That's another two-parter too. That fucking Camelot one, uh, dude. They, yeah, I so we see when they made that stuff. I always say like with them and GI Joe that just go back in time. It never worked out. It was I just know. Like, it was a kid. You're like this is trash. Like you dude, know those exactly. scripts had to be. Yeah, those scripts had to be in like by Friday at five o'clock. It's four fifty-four. You're like ah fuck. Yep. We'll just send them back through time. See you guys through on Monday. Well, dude, especially like as a kid, you're watching those. Like, <laughs> none of this shit's gonna matter, dude. None of this whole fucking episode's not gonna matter because they're in fucking King Arthur's court. None of this shit means anything. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah. waste of time. Yeah. Merlin, Merlin's always gonna fucking cast a spell and make sure the the Starscream's Noel Ray can't work or whatever the fuck. Dude, uh, like he would just step on them all and fucking but, ground. By the way, how did you feel? How did you feel about? Well, first of all. Oh, I remember, do you remember the G.I. Joe one where they had, like, the actual sword in the stone and when, like, yes. Storm Shadow was, like, oh, cutting yeah. buildings and half and shit? Yep. Yeah. That was actually a pretty good episode. That was actually a pretty good yeah. episode. The Lady in the Lake. Yeah. Um, that one was but, cool. That's the famous were, one from the credits where he fights a uh, spirit. Yeah. 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 And they in and the, and the rain. So yeah. they had uh, – and people forget because it's just become this big Storm Shadow versus Snake Eyes thing. But initially it was Storm Shadow and Spirit were the real rivals yeah. when they were yeah. first introduduced. But that is a much shittier and, rivalry. Anywho, I, I mean, like, let's be honest. No one wants to see a fucking guy with an eagle fight a ninja. Yeah. Fuck that. What are you gonna throw your fucking bird at him? Kiss my ass. It's fucking stupid. I hate that shit. <laughs> fucking spirit. Suck a dick. Him and Quick Kick can go fuck themselves, man. <laughs> fucking shitty characters. Quick Kick is a he's a fucking soldier. Oh hey soldier, what kind of weapons did you bring in? Oh, there's some nunchucks and some throwing stars. Okay, well you're wearing body armor, right? You're not gonna by come the in there way, with no by the way, who shirt on. Who- who fights in a blizzard with no shirt on in the G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe movie? Quick, yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. Dude, it's he does. zero degrees. That's no shoes. No shoes. He is discovered. Say. No, wait, they find him. He makes his first appearance. They are in the Arctic, and Quick Kick is there shooting a commercial with no shirt and shoes on in the fucking Arctic for some reason. That's where they find him. That's where they meet him. I mean, Oof. Losing his fucking losing his fucking toes like my diabetic grandmother. Anyway, um, <laughs> were you like me? My poor grandmother. Uh, <laughs> may, may she rest. Toes. May she rest in peace. Uh, and her toes too. But, uh, they got COVID toes now. Quentin Tarantino. Were you like me as a kid? Were you a little upset when they had the two parters when it got to the end of the episode and they gave you to be continued because there wasn't necessarily a guarantee? Like, like I hated it. It was especially those multi parters, and I didn't get home in time from school, or some other shit had to happen, and I missed. And then you never knew when the fuck you were going to see it again. I don't know. It it depended on the two parter, man. Like some of them, 
I remember Countdown to Extinction was fucking awesome. I remember that being like, oh shit, and that was like being excited for the next day. But I remember, especially at G.I. Joe, a lot of two-parters where I was like, this is fucking boring, dude. <laughs> like, dude, knowing that, like... Just, yeah. Well, hold on. G.I. Joe had the five-parter where they did, the, first of all, the Rise of Sir Pantor and the Weather Dominator ones. That was like a whole week the worth of episodes. Yeah. And those yeah, the are fucking ones. Those two. The, the yeah, first... Yeah. Well, the first actual... The G.I. Joe didn't... G.I. Joe only had one real season of cartoons. The first two seasons it was two miniseries and then there was a third miniseries that launched the the one full season that they actually had uh to start off with so it really was like three miniseries to start out with and if you yeah if you missed a day of those five parts you were screwed as a kid you had to wait for them to rerun it and i remember always yeah yeah, i was always upset about that same thing same thing with five faces of darkness in the uh when we kick off season three of the transformers yeah I it, it was hard as a kid after school, you know, to get me there for every, you know, if you had any sort of shit going on, man, you're five parts, you know, like you get stuck after school one Wednesday and you you have no idea what the hell's going on. There's no DVR, oh, yeah, there's no internet. <laughs> VCR, you set a timer on the VCR like we did. Yeah, oh, man. I didn't even have VCR. I don't back think then. It, that was like eighty-five. Was rich kids yeah, back in the day. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and honestly, as a as a seven-year-old, I, even if we had one, even if we had one as a seven-year-old, I don't know if I was, uh, if I would have thought of that. <laughs> so anyway, let's go uh, into this episode. We're not really talking about the fucking plot here. Oh, yeah, so they yeah, fix that thing, back. and they all get to introduce themselves. Yeah. We should talk yeah, about we should, we should do what this like, is uh, basically the, the point of this podcast. Sparkplug is like. And you see Sparkplug again being like, it's funny because like I'm worried about my son. Where is he? This motherfucker has no idea where his own kid is at all times. <laughs> and he's like <laughs> literally fighting a cosmic war. And he's like, yeah, where's my son? Like, I don't know. Probably with one of these intergalactic aliens during this time warp. Who the fuck knows? Sparkplug's kicking back at the VFW, yeah. knocking back dollar Budweiser's instead of watching his kid. Yeah, dude. Exactly. And where's the mom? That's what I want to know. Where is, where is Spike's mom in all of this? Yeah, we don't know. They we never, never know, ever mention her mother. And we I don't know. Yeah. Oh no, we know that we know that Spike is not old enough to drive, yet he was working an oil rig with his father Sparkplug, who had also, you know, uh, who had also apparently worked as a mechanic in, in years enough to be uh, more than meets the eye miniseries. Had also worked in the mines, the ruby mines of Burma. So Sparkplug's yes. gone around, and oh, yeah. Spike's been forced to work fairly young. So, oh uh, yeah, a ten-year-old diamond miner in Burma. <laughs> to get Which He's makes on him on traveling the world doing these crazy right manual now. labor jobs. <laughs> yeah. Which puts him yeah, on the, so who the, hell knows the what Leone diamond miner right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they go. Uh, so the Autobots decide down and I just stopped the barbarians and the mammoths uh, and the barbarians decide they want to rob the jewel store for some reason which has $27,500 yeah. necklaces just sitting right out window. front in the display Jeez. case <laughs> the front window yeah, 30 large, yeah. I mean and that's 1985 money 1985 yeah. money mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's $1,000 today or something like that I, I, I don't know what the yeah. fuck the inflation rate is but uh so anyway, so they they go. We we just we we find out that Huffer is really strong, strong enough to lift a three-story tall mammoth over his head. But Optimus says, "Hey, we can't. You know, 
These are living things. We can't. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Craig. Craig, uh, Craig finally uh, pulled the trigger. I guess that was it. It was a good run. We'll all miss Craig. You know, he's a good guy. Um, anyway. So I like Hopper, though. Hopper, what, what an awful name to describe. Some, an about named after something you do to get high from a paint can. <laughs> And then he's got like the thing about Huffer is they drew him with like permanent bags under his eyes. <laughs> you know what I mean, like he's oh, always. Oh, there you go. They 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 yeah, saw the right fucking wall with him. Huffer is always coming right out of a bender, and that's why he's like, "What do we do about this fucking mammoth?" He's like, "I'll pick it up and smash it." I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. Um, which is really their whole like that's their whole thing. It's like everyone decides like they're all trying to pick them up and throw them into time warp. And then they basically decide it's like weird. They throw them all in the fucking they throw all the mammoths in the Optimus Prime's trailer. <laughs> just like, right. just, just so fucking like so convenient and lazy, you know. It, it, it get yeah, it gets a little off the rails this episode. I felt. And that is when we were rudely interrupted by the power going out, as I mentioned in the beginning, and I lost my Wi-Fi connection, so could not record Justin or uh, Kevin, obviously. But we got right back into it. Fortunately, the power came right on, and we uh, got right back into it. And here we go. All right, so uh, where were we? Sorry, kids. Uh, had a little power surge, a little power surge here, and we got uh, split up, but we'll get right back into it. So we were talking. So the uh, the Autobots are, are on Mammoth Patrol, and um, Optimus Prime does not want to hurt these woolly mammoths. He respects all life forms, uh, although apparently not entirely the Dinobots, as we learned in the last few episodes. Yeah. Oh, rather than, rather than try to kill them, they have to get all the barbarians and the mammoths back through the time warp and that's the way they're going to uh to defeat this thing here and they decide and then optimus is like hey i know how to do it transform you can throw them all in the back of my trailer which is odd because we just saw the mammoths were like three like literally three stories tall walking down the street yep and yet another example yeah and another example of the transformers just having no respect for consistency of scale they uh, yep. managed to fit three of these and also a little bit of a, in the back this is a little trailer. bit of a unwoke commentary from sunstreaker who calls them unwashed primitives as they try to hit it with sticks <laughs> it's great and then like right after he says well they're that, white this is like say we... <laughs> that's true but it's still unwashed they're your, um, but he's not wrong they're your, honest, they're, you know if they're true <laughs> barbarians then they're northern they're like northern western europeans you know they're they're uh you know germanic so that's fine you yep. can shit so I on think, us it's all right i think what they do is <laughs> shove them all in the i think they shove them all in the trailer and then drive the trailer back to the time warp i think it was yeah. kind of hard to figure yeah. out and, and then they uh and then the, and the time warp is closing yep so they have to shoot the time warp is closing so sunstreak and hound need to fire that's what they do that's so they fix everything they shoot it and uh, <laughs> it's Trailbreaker. And uh, the, or who is it? Is it Sunstreaker and Hound or Sunstreaker and Trailbreaker? I think it's uh, Sunstreaker and Hound are shooting it, yeah. and then Ironhide is on wrangling duty where he just waves the mammoths into the portal, who they seem pretty cool with. They were like, yeah, that's fine. This makes sense. <laughs> this giant robot man waving me into this portal. Sure. Yeah, and they just heard, they just heard the barbarians back into it. Into a very, it's a very, uh, a very Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko-esque uh, time portal. And that's pretty much it. And, and essentially, that's how they basically go and defeat all the um, how they how they basically get everyone else, the the pirates and the cowboys that we see is they basically just go there and just push them right back through the hole. And they're yep. like, all right, job's done. 
Um, Fun fact about I like the, the pirate fact that ship. Have... Uh, the pirate ship is literally flying a Tampa Bay Buccaneers flag. Uh, it was not the logo at the time, but it is now a red flag with a skull crossbones. It looks 100% like the Tampa Bay oh, really? Buccaneers logo. So those... Those are the original Tampa Bay Buccaneers that they caught. Uh, they're coming on their Tampa Bay boat. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was the fucking best. That'd be funny as shit. You see, like, Ed Johnson and Warren Sapp jump off. Oh, that's actually yeah. <laughs> exactly like well, the orange and just like and just like the uh, just like the early '80s Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are easily and quickly defeated yeah. and dispatched <laughs> by uh, yeah. sea spray. Sea spray tracks and uh, who's the other one Cliff zooming in there? Cliff jumper, where uh, Oh, cliff jumper. The famous skis, skis for wheels. Yep. Yes, skis for wheels. And yeah, it's a, it's a. We see a tanker, like or something, some sort of tanker in the ocean, and all of a sudden this uh, pirate ship comes out, and then immediately, uh, yeah, we see tra- tracks, and he gets to show off what he can do, how he can fly. And Sea Spray does not transform into his robot mode. He stays in yeah. his little hovercraft alt mode the entire time. Um, but we do get uh, who's it? is it? Is it tracks that can shoot that like uh, like sort of darkness spray? Like what yeah. does he do? He traps them all in darkness or something? It's weird. I don't even understand what's going on there. I should be hitting tracks. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, what's going on here, Mickey? Hey. Hey, <laughs> come here. Great. Someone's a big sea spray <laughs> fan. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, you're a woman just standing out there. Stop. <laughs> fucking... There's some broad literally standing right outside my door and just looking up. Holy shit. What a fucking. What a way to run a railroad. Anyway, <laughs> I love what I love. <laughs> Maybe she wants to come in and talk about the Dinobots being mistreated. Yeah, that's true. Maybe she wants to PETA. <laughs> She's she's got some pamphlets. <laughs> Have you heard? <laughs> the good one. I, I want to see. I want to see a, a commercial with just a montage of sad Dinobots stuck in their little closet with uh, Sarah McLaughlin's wow. uh, arms of the angel playing oh, over yeah, it. <laughs> Please donate Dark, now. Dusty Dinobots. <laughs> oh God! Funny. By the way, I, I've been rewatching. I've been rewatching a lot of uh, old, you know, games on, uh, you know, kind of a lot of old games on like Yes Network here and uh, you know, MLB Network and ESPN and stuff. But since they're not running new games, their advertising you can see is definitely like <laughs> it's not up to what it was. And there's a lot of that type of commercial being run over and over again of the let's look at sad animals for 45 seconds. So there's a lot of that. I've been watching a lot of that for the past. I wish the Yes Network would replay some of the old Channel 11 games. That way we get Phil Rizzuto on the on the broadcasting side and doing money store commercials again. Oh, nice, dude. <laughs> Scooter. All right, yeah. Yeah, they, should, they should re-air some classic. Right. Well, it is funny when you – and this now we're going off on a real tangible. We are right back. When you watch some of the old, like especially the Fox playoff games and their uh, – and they are like running ads or promoting shit during the game, and you're seeing ads for stuff from like 25 years ago. It's uh, like AOL, uh, <laughs> get your, you know, make sure you get your uh, your disc and get your free uh, over months <laughs> trial of AOL. Blockbuster, of, oh, sorry, uh, Domino's avoid the Noid. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, dude. Ha! Ah, I would love. That this would be, be a fucking Noid. Yeah. 
Uh, I like. Yeah, I had a Noid figurine at one point. I don't know how or where or why. There was a but, Noid um, game for Nintendo. Do you remember that? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. God damn. Too bad their pizza is never as any good as their marketing. I know. But no, you're, you're not going right. to see any flow from progressive video games, I'll tell you that much. For sure. <laughs> and by the way, that's another commercial they've been running into the fucking ground while they got nothing else to the air right now. So, um, speaking of uh, running things into the ground, we see <laughs> some uh, Hell's Angels tearing up that's a uh, it's a stretch on this one some hell's angels tearing up a desert highway and then the time warp uh time portal opens at the end of the road and they just keep driving towards it they don't even they are completely nonplussed don't even seem to notice that it's happening i don't know maybe you know they've taken too much of whatever it is they're smuggling from one end of the states to the other i don't know but uh a bunch of cowboys uh start coming out uh, and wrecking shit up and decide they want to steal those automated horses or those mechanical horses. And they are interrupted by, uh, by pretty much the Autobot, like first responders and jazz. Yeah. Get Prowl, Which is weird because Prowl, you see like, oh, first of all, this, yeah, Inferno, this whole, like, this whole interchange means nothing to the episode. Like it's completely, you could cut it out and it changes nothing in the entire episode. And then the other thing is that, you know, jazz comes out there and they, uh, at this point, they, uh, they've gotten their guns stolen, so everybody has their guns out, and Jazz just shoots acid pellets at all their guns and melts them. Which, like, wouldn't that also melt their hands? I'm no I science guy. Yeah, same, like, same thing. Fun. That's how yeah. acid works, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it doesn't just melt the metal. It's like you're holding onto it. It's, uh, uh, but I guess you can't have, like, a bunch of their bleeding, hands, stubbed their guys. Hands oh, God. The bikers become a bunch, of, a bunch of Jim Abbott's real yeah, fast. <laughs> Hey, if you want to watch it, if you want to watch it, I think that was an old MSG game. They do rerun that every once in a while. Jim Abbott's no hitter. But uh, now their hands are permanently encased, which would be permanently encased in just like metal. They just have metal stubs, whatever, where they could could beat you to death with them, probably. Yeah, that's so anyway, so that doesn't happen. And they just... And they just ultimately push them back into into the thing here. I'm doing a terrible... This. I gotta tell you, I'm fading fucking fast on this. So if you want right, to here, take me, over, let just let me pick it up, Craig. Yeah, shut the fuck up, Craig. All right, get a get a get a fucking adrenaline shot, you psychopath. All right. Uh, so we see Optimus does the math, and he's like, "Wait a minute, if they're all like all this shit's going down downtown, it probably means that Megatron's fucking shit up on the island. That's why this is all going on." Optimus figures it out all on its own. Um, let's see, they head back in there, and then you see more of like Starscream being like, "This is gonna be bad." You know, we're all going to be fucked up. He's like, shut the fuck up, Starscream. Enough of that shit. Uh, the Dinobots free themselves by setting themselves on fire. Uh, if you're wondering how that works logistically, because, like, how do they set themselves is on fire? That way, is that what happened? I could never figure out what happened. I thought it was whatever the weird energy shit that was causing the time portals uh, made it disappear. It was not clear to me. No, it's... The Dinobots themselves did that. Yeah, yeah they so burned it off their own laser beams, I was making fun of before. Yeah, exactly. And they do they do kind of imply that they're in a, a flammable tar pit or something. Like, I don't know if they were like, well, it's black. It must be like oil. So I guess they think that, like, the tar pits are just, like, extremely flammable. That's how that works. It doesn't make much sense. But, you know, who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> and then you see uh, 
<laughs> so then you see uh, around that same time you see the Autobots show up on Dinobot Island. They flew there in about ten seconds. They did all get their jetpacks, which is like again we're in the part of Transformers now where. Autobots can't fly without jetpacks, but in two episodes, they'll be right back to flying, so don't worry about that. Um, they land in there. We get a nice uh, Autobot-Decepticon fight. You see Megatron, Optimus gets shot in the chest point blank by Megatron again, which is, I think, the third or fourth time we've seen this, even though it kills him in the movie. And he, he's fine. Uh, right. He's fine. He falls over. He gets a headache. He fucking has a T, and he's fine. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Um, you do get to see some cool Warpath on Blitzwing fight, which is pretty nice, uh, but... Yeah, really just reinforce and it's weird because even though even though we've never seen any of these Transformers before, so just assume that they've just been there all this time, and all the Decepticons and Autobots know each other, and we just never saw them. We just never saw them before, but they were there. They were there, yeah, exactly. just were not part of the adventures. That's all. Yeah, and I love Blitzwing, so it's a bummer this is his first appearance, quote unquote, because he's. Barely in it. I think he doesn't even get to say anything. I think Warpath basically identifies him and then shoots him. <laughs> He's like, hey, it's Blitzwing. Bye, Blitzwing. Fuck off, Blitzwing. Anyway, um, so yeah, they get that. See, uh, <laughs> I had Blitzwing. I, I did too. too. And my brother, my brother had Astro Train, so we had both of them. Yeah, I, I, I had both of them. Yeah. That is, dude, that's fucking awesome. Um, uh, did you see, this is I'm one of my favorite, man. my favorite quote in the entire episode. Bye, fucking far and this might be my favorite quote of the entire second season is when megatron <laughs> is about to turn into a pistol and then he says uh all he says to sideways oh, is yeah. sideways prepare to receive and I'm like whoa that is a prepare to receive i mean jesus dude and honestly I didn't even know what he was referring to until he transformed. When he said prepare to receive, I was like, what does he mean? Oh, okay. And then he actually turns himself around midair in gun form. So that sound wave can't catch him and he's facing the right way. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, 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 um, what's his face? Ravage, eject, operation, penetration. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> operation, fisting. There's a. Uh, Operation. So basically, I am. Uh... Oh, go ahead. You good? I'm good. Yay! All right. So what we so basically the fight kind of goes on. Uh, you see Soundwave drops Megatron immediately because the ground starts shaking. Um, and then you get to see like basically the the Dinobots show up with all these other dinosaurs they've kind of like recruited somehow. Doesn't really make a lot of sense. It also kind of flies in the face because. Uh, Megatron did the exact same thing to them earlier. So they implied that this time it's like all oh, the dinosaurs are friends. But I'm like, well, they just buttfucked these guys in a tar pit like 20 minutes ago. So I don't, I don't know if like anyone's friends with anyone. Uh, but then you get uh, just basically dinosaurs fucking up the Decepticons who were beating the Autobots pretty decisively. You get a great Megatron line. If only one Decepticon survives, it'll be me. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, just yeah. Get- that guy is the king of self-preservation. Doesn't give a hot shit about his troops at all. No. But just two episodes ago, he was mad about being used as a weapon against his own troops. But now he's like, hilarious. Fuck all these guys. Um, Yeah, they're pretty much. As long as it's not an Autobot doing it. As long as it's not an Autobot making him turn, that's fine. But yeah, but Grimlock, uh, you know, he decides that Decepticons do bad bad stuff, so it's time they do more badder stuff to the Decepticons and inspires. 
tries to go and uh, attack the Decepticons, and and then when the, when the, well, the Decepticons are getting fucked up by the dinosaurs, the you know they retreat and, and the Autobots realize that in order to uh, stop the time warps or time portals, they need to uh, release the energy from the energon cubes, which they yeah, which do is... of course by, by what, how else shooting it. It's up there cubes and go back to the island or something. It's very strange. All these like purple spirits just go and go out and then everything's fine. It's really I, I uh, they really pulled one out of their ass with this one. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense just how that resolves itself. Uh, did we lose him? Hold on. Did we lose Justin? I think we did. He said, yeah, I just texted. He said, just rap without me. Oh, wow. Oh yeah, his laptop died. This is man, this is one for the books. My fucking, we're losing power, we're losing Wi-Fi. Everyone, everyone, uh, be the last one standing here. Jesus Christ. Uh oh. I know. Fucking, I made it without me. There he is. Well, we're at the end of the episode anyway. What a hell of an episode, Jesus. Uh, this is where my energy levels are. Like even doing two fucking episodes of a podcast now, and I'm like, all right, I need, to, I need to rest. I need to lie down. It is really fucking amazing how this stupid fucking... Honestly, it's going to be goddamn aggravating. So Megatron, uh, well, I love because when he Megatron sees the Dinobots coming out of the tar pits, he's like, no, it is impossible. I saw you buried me in the tar, tar pits. Grimlock uh, clash back with a great... You wrong and you ugly too. <laughs> And then uh, at the end, Optimus decides that the the auto the Dinobots have not only proved they can control their powers, they have also demonstrated that they have great value to our cause. They will remain at Autobot headquarters from now on. So their banishment is over. Come back, and then we see them all flying, and uh, that's it. And then and, uh, and then we go next week to uh, I think uh, was a traitor where they think uh, Mirage is. To betrayed the Autobot cause and became a, become a Decepticon, I believe. I do you remember that one. one? My God, that was yeah, that was a good one. I remember that one. Yeah. And is one who's a Braun who's, who's constantly uh. So uh yeah, overall like you know it's weird. Not a, like I said, not a very plot heavy episode. <laughs> For a two-parter, not much happened. You know. No, this this could have been we get a lot of the one. Yeah, but uh, I think. I think it was made a two-parter more so they can introduce all the new characters than anything else related to the band, show them off and get let allow them to introduce themselves and let them uh, show off what the hell they do. Like I said, you know, the whole point of this show is to sell fucking toys. <laughs> <Ain't that the laughs> Not truth. to talk about how man man shouldn't meddle with nature and time portals. And why so, barbarians uh, oh. have swords and shit forged back and again and, and other different, you know... Incorrect anatomical versions yeah. of dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, we, if this was made in today's day and age, I would hope they would do a little bit better. But um, you know, there's still Jurassic World movies where the dinosaurs don't have feathers, so it's clear that it's just like you know, we're we're just gonna get dinosaurs you want, and not necessarily worry about accuracy. But it was good, Kev. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming, and thanks for Jesus. You saved us on this one as we, as everything was falling apart all around us and uh, i apologize to the listeners for that and i hope you stuck with us and it was uh it was listenable and enjoyable for you obviously these are uh these are as every uh voiceover audition you know script i've been getting keeps reminding me uh challenging 
uncertain, unprecedented times. Bingo. Oh, they're hilarious, aren't they? And it's like, yeah, good. We're in, we're in these weird times, and guess what? We're actually going to take and really do not a half-assed job like we've been doing cleaning up our, our premises or our services or whatever, but we're really going to focus on making everything much more clean than we should have been. But good. You're bragging about that. <laughs> hey, we're not doing a half-assed job anymore. We're doing a full-ass job. Yeah, good yeah. for you. Oh, if I could get yeah. one more email from a CEO. We're going to do the thing we should have been doing all along. Exactly. Yeah, good. But, man, if you take a drink every time you heard the words uncertain times or read the words uncertain times throughout a regular day, uh, you, you, know, you wouldn't have to worry about dying from the from the COVID-19. You'd be fucking dying from alcohol poisoning. Right. Uh, yep. But uh, I I know you do the voice, you do voiceover work, too. Did you get the flood of audience? Like after everything, wanting to put out their ads saying that they're still here for you and all that shit. Yes, it yeah, was the I, amazing I, the, yeah, the yeah. amount of auditions that came in. I got yeah. I got a ton. I I mean I, at the very beginning I was getting like six a week, like six in the first a week for the first couple weeks. I'm like Jesus Christ, man, this is great and all. And uh, I wish I would have booked them, but I didn't get any. But whatever, it was just funny the, the constant influx of uh, of auditions oh, for the same exact thing. Yeah, hey, we're here for you guys and. We'll, we'll get through it together. And I, you, you had your own drinking game. Here's my drinking game of me, every time my wife hears me yelling, "No one fucking talks like this." You get to do a shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh the, man. Yeah. I actually, well, two days when I found out about this, I had to do a uh, read for a uh, the usages and um, whatever instructions on a medication, like for the video that tells you all like all about the medication. Yeah. And. Uh, Man, that was that was rough. That was a three-hour fucking session of just reading a lot of medical terms and, and stuff. It was actually having to work for my shit. But I love I love reading some of these scripts and like, yeah, just be natural. It's like, no, no one naturally speaks like this ever. It doesn't happen. <laughs> I, How am I supposed to not make like 12, this sales? Or, or they give twelve adjectives that make a recipe of again, no one ever existed who spoke like this. It's such a hot mess of horse shit. Just be real. Be fl- be conversational. Yeah. Don't be salesy. Like, okay, cool. Uh, then it's like, be spunky. Be happy. But be have some gravitas. Like, what the fuck is this, dude? Oh. <laughs> or, or, yeah. or, or. <laughs> we want it. We want it off the cuff and conversational. We want it sincere and to have gravitas. You know, it's like uh, uh, that kind of contradicts itself. It's I, and I also love last one too. I love when the person who writes the script doesn't know. Prop any except fuck proper any punctuation. So when you're doing a first like, oh. and it's like there's a there's there's no comma. It's just period. It's it's either a bunch of fragments or like three run on sentences or it's just phrased wrongly. You're like what the fuck? How did you fucking graduate eighth grade, let alone high school or goddamn college? <laughs> it's a mystery to me, my god. But I digress. Well, well they. Uh... You know what? I can't. I can't really be bitching too much about unprofessional. An episode where uh, I basically became too tired to recap, and the Wi-Fi cut out, and I cut out, and Justin's laptop burnt out. This was a. Uh, this was one for the books. Yeah, man. It's uh. Pot, we thank you. Through. We hope it wasn't uh, too bad. That we still enjoyable. So uh, we thank everybody for sticking through. Kevin, I appreciate you. It was. Uh, Jesus, it's a long afternoon. We've been doing this now for, for, for almost two and a half, three hours recording both right. these episodes. So it was awesome, man, though. And uh, we want to remind everybody to check out Cutting 
sacred cow with you and uh, our pal Kevin Israel, where you, uh, you know, try to uh, rip apart people's favorite movies to tell them why they suck. I know. They and, picked the uh, film, man. They picked the film, and they rip it apart to us. Now, do we agree with them or not? Oh! That's the twist. Oh, okay. No, sir. They, they picked the film our guests do, and then, then we either agree or disagree with them. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and what I and then you got co- uh, comics watching comics on Amazon Video, which is uh, very cool. Congratulations on that, by the way. That's awesome. Get oh, thanks. Appreciate, video that. There. Appreciate that. Thank you. And and in the meantime, uh, you can catch us on Instagram OPT Podcast. Now that I'm feeling better, I'll be updating that more. I promise. You can email us optpod at gmail.com, facebook.com slash opt podcast, and obviously catch us on Stitcher, Spotify. Apple and uh, Google Play podcast. And oh, I forgot to mention the Patreon, patreon.com slash Craig Mahoney. As I'm getting better and better here, I'm putting out more shit, including, uh, you know, Transformers stuff and the podcast stuff. And uh, it'll help a lot as, you know, paying for the, you know, the servers and the hosting of the podcast. So even just a, a buck a month will get you. You can download some uh, high resolution art from me and, and uh, get some exclusive audio and video as well. And, uh, you know, there'll be some different things as Transformers stuff as well. And uh, there's even some uh, Yankees and Giants stuff that I think you might dig, Kev. So. Yeah, man, I'm sure. Some cool stuff there. And, uh, yeah, we thank you. We, we know it was a weird episode. <laughs> it was a little different, but it's been a weird It's been a weird month and a half here in, uh, on planet Earth in the early part of 2020. But uh, we'll all get through it together. Me, Justin, when he comes back, Kevin here. <laughs> We'll all be right with you. So we thank you for listening, and we will see you next Tuesday with an all-new Optimus Prime Time, more than meets your ear. 